What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Unlockables podcast, the story of video games, the people who play them, and the memories made along the way. As always, I am your host, Eric. I'd like to thank you for tuning in this week and each and every week, wherever and whenever in time and space you might be located. It means a lot that you would be willing to spend a little bit of your busy week, a little bit of your time with us here. Uh, I really, really do appreciate it. Uh, This episode is going to be a little bit different, flying solo once again this week. Life has kind of been upended. Uh, Literally today I was told that I'd be going to Florida like three days from now for a work conference. So yeah, that kind of threw a wrench into all of my plans. But I figured one thing that I could do was maybe record a little bit of a shorter episode this week. And that is what this is going to be. Before we get into that, though, just wanted to give a shout out to the guys over at Hyper Potions for letting me use an experts from one of their songs for the opening to the Unlockables podcast. I, I really love it. You guys seem to like it, too. So shout out to them. All of their information, including the links to the song and their YouTube channel, are in the description of the podcast. I would highly recommend you go check it out if you just want some really, really fucking great positive vibe music to listen to throughout the day. It's absolutely fantastic. Definitely do that. Now. You've already seen the name of the episode, so I think we should just dive into it, right? Today, we're going to be talking spoiler-free as much as possible, and if I do bring up any kind of spoiler things, I will let you know before I say them. But today, we are going to be discussing probably a more recent game, one of the more recent games you'll ever hear discussed on the podcast. If you guys know that, I don't really do like the whole covering current game releases type of thing. I leave that to other more professional people, other people's shows who do a way better job of covering what's going on than I do. But this one really hit me and I wanted to talk about it. And I figured since I'm kind of crunched for time, doing a mini episode talking about my feelings about it would be pretty good. And of course, we're talking about Stray. Now, in case you've been living under a rock for the last few years, or maybe you're just not in the know-how, Stray is better off known by its Christian name, Cat Game. Uh, It is a third-person adventure game developed by Blue 12 Studio and published by Annapurna Interactive. Uh, Of course, uh, you probably know Annapurna by now by their slew of indie games they put out over the last few years. It was released on July 19th, 2022, three days ago from this recording. And it was made in Unreal Engine 4, released for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Just a brief, brief history on a game that's three days old. The way you can always refer back to it and learn something real quick if you want to. But, uh, I, like I said at the top of the episode, I will be avoiding complete spoilers. I won't be diving into the story or the plot or elaborating on that. I just kind of wanted to talk about my feelings about the way Stray made me feel playing it. 
Now, I was very excited for this game, as I know a lot of people were. I mean, the concept of you getting to just play as a cat is pretty unique. A cat that is pretty much grounded in what a cat is really like in real life. Exploring this kind of apocalyptic, you know, robot city, cyberpunk style city. Uh, it was a really intriguing game. And as, as soon as I saw the trailer for it, I don't know how many, even how many years ago that was. I was really interested. It's something that, you know, stood out in the landscape of the AAA corporate battle royales and giant releases and, you know, things like that. And then there was just this game about a cat wearing a backpack, wandering around a cyberpunk robot city. And really, that's kind of what the genius of Stray is. And we'll go into that. Uh, it is. As of this recording, I am pretty much like right at the end of Stray. I'm, I'm rolling credits on it. And I can say without hesitation that it is one of the most unique games I have absolutely played this year. Hands down. It is. There's something about it that I've been thinking about it for the last couple of days and just trying to put my my finger on it. Uh, but first of all, you have to give some great credit to Blue 12 that studio that uh, developed it, they did an absolutely incredible job of capturing the mannerisms, the movement, the attitude of a cat and translating it pretty good as well as you could into a video game. And this is particularly special to me because uh, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before. That's not really a story, but uh, I have a severe severe allergy to cats so i'm not even like remotely interested in being around them which which sucks because of all my interactions with cats i have genuinely enjoyed my time with them we would probably own one if i was not allergic to them because uh when i met my wife the first time i went over to her apartment she had four cats and i died and she gave me three benadryls and i passed out on the couch so uh, take that for <laughs> what you will uh, so just kind of getting to see this was was a really cool experience and a really neat way for me as a person that doesn't get to really interact with cats to interact with a cat, even though it's just a digital one. And like I said, they just absolutely nailed the way this cat feels in this game. They captured all the mannerisms. Uh, you know, at times cats can be cute. They can be cuddly. At other times they can just be complete assholes and just do whatever they want and just not even give like they look at you like you're a lesser being. And this cat absolutely nails that, you know, it can rub up against the legs of robots, show love. It can jump up to platforms. It can sometimes you're prompted to knock stuff off of shelves to drink from water bottles, to curl up into tight little areas and take a nap. It's just it's very it, everything about the design of the cat is reinforced with letting you know that, hey, like this, this is this is a fucking cat. This is what it is. And. You know, at first it might seem like a simple prospect, but it works incredibly well. I found myself incredibly charmed by my time playing, taking the role of this cat. Honestly, the cat has more personality than some of the big AAA character studio games that are put out these days, honestly. I've enjoyed Cat as a character more than I've enjoyed <laughs> a lot of things recently, which is incredible how they they pulled that off so the first thing you have to know right away is just that the cat is done 
absolutely wonderfully. I don't even think it has a name. It's just cat, which is fine. It carries around a little backpack and the backpack has a little drone in it. Just, you know, minor spoilers. Uh, the drone is called B12 and it's you kind of have an adventure with it. And I'm not going to say much more than that. Uh, Stray is an incredibly short experience. Most people having reported completing it in about five to six hours. I think I clocked in around five and a half, maybe six at the, the high end of that because I just spent so much time kind of exploring. Uh, and side note, one of the things that this did that kind of annoyed me was raise the whole, oh, it's a five hour game. It's not worth $30 BS, which is a stupid argument. And I've stated my case against it on earlier episodes uh good friend of the show twitter account hunter bishop responded by saying you'll pay 24 dollars to go sit in a movie theater and watch a marvel movie for two hours but you won't pay 30 dollars for a six hour experience about a cat which you know it's true if you're gonna look at the value of money that way i think that's you know 30 dollars is definitely worth your time i i and i just think it shows the support and the love and the care for the people that made this game so don't be that person don't be the person that makes the oh, it's X amount of hours for X amount of dollars comparison because ga- all games are different and it's not apples to oranges. So just just go away. There's free games with unlimited content for you to play. Like, just just get out of here. You're entitled. So bye. Um, but like I said, it's an incredibly short experience. It's an incredibly linear experience. Uh, for the most part, you're platforming and puzzling your way through the streets of the city using the abilities of a cat to get to where your destination, get to where you want to go, uh, which is to ultimately leave the city and uh, get back to where you came from. Kind of. That's like a very generic like setting of the story. So very linear, except for there are, I would say that there's hubs in between the sections of linearity. Linearity? Linearness? Are those even real words? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I could just be totally making it up. There are open sections in between the linear sections that allow you to kind of spread out and explore and give you the freedom to kind of go where you want. And these are chock full of secrets, of items, of things you can collect, of items that you can grab and trade and barter for different items you need to solve puzzles uh, and, you know, and just a playground to do general cat things, to climb, to knock stuff off of buildings, to cause general mischief, to just be freaking adorable. So... The I'm glad that they broke up some of the linear gameplay with these areas to kind of give you some freedom to explore and to just play as the cat. I think that's absolutely wonderful. I think it adds to the atmosphere. I think it adds to the level of immersion of the game to just kind of have those moments where you're not progressing the story, but just kind of wander around and just meet all these different robots and kind of see what they're about. I think that's that's very, very, very excellent. But the main thing I wanted to talk about was this point and i have to shout out uh one of the discords that i'm in is the co-op podcast network that was started by live and fruity of between two gamers that's a fantastic podcast you should definitely go and give them a listen uh very great and that community at the co-op podcast network is awesome if you reach out to them you can join us and we just hang out in there talk about games talk about sports talk about just kind of anything that that's going on uh give each other feedback on the shows so uh, pretty cool group of people in there. A lot of people that listen to the show in the circle already in there, so you'll be welcomed for sure. Um, I really liked a point, and I 
I will apologize and I'll have to add this in later because I'm not sure and I couldn't find it. Uh, member of that Discord, uh, Hair Director, made a really fantastic point. And that's what really kind of got me thinking about the reason why I really enjoyed Stray, right? And he made a point. I won't rip his point exactly from Discord, but essentially the point of his comment was, and I completely see this 100%, and I think it's a great comment, was that Stray is unique amongst video games because you're playing, it's established very early on that, like you said, you're playing as a cat. Everything reinforces this. And the, a cat, while being very nimble and very fast and very athletic and dexterous and mischievous and cuddly and a jerk, uh, it's also a living, fragile creature. As fragile and living as any human being is, or as any cat in real life. Falling long distances or running into trouble will hurt it. And there are moments where the cat does get hurt in the game and it, it, you kind of see it limping and it's, it, it hurts you. Um, but this is unique amongst video games because the cat remains in this vulnerable state throughout the entire game. And this goes inherently against the way most big games are designed, if you think about it. The cat is very much based in the physics of a cat as much as it can be in a video game. Obviously, with any video game, there's a certain amount of jank with that. But it's a very good job of reinforcing these themes that, hey, this is just a cat. It's a cat wearing a backpack, right? And this is where it differs from the big video games. And this leads me back to a discussion that I had when I was doing the side questing podcast. My co-host and I had the pleasure of doing an episode on uh, with Keith from the Main Quest podcast. Uh, he had us on to just kind of talk about general RPG discussion, which is kind of a big deal because his show is mostly about playing specific games. And he had us on to talk about kind of a video game topic in general, which was really cool. And on that episode, we talked about how RPG elements of games have kind of infected and not infected in a bad way. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but um, RPG elements from RPGs. Uh, do a really good job of showing you progress of your character, right? You level up, you get new items, you get new abilities, you get things that uh, physically show you that you're getting stronger and your character is improving. And really, that's kind of what a lot slash almost all video games are about, right? Is, is improving, is becoming stronger. That is a very common theme in most all of video games. It's very... I mean, just look at anything that you play nowadays, anything that you play. I can think of like the last 10 games that I've played. I'm playing Kingdom Hearts right now. You start off as a scrawny boy with a, a stick for a sword and you end up becoming one of the most powerful warriors in existence thanks to a mystical weapon. Oh, gross oversimplification, but I digress. Horizons uh, Forbidden West I played that has heavy RPG elements. It's got skill trees. It's got leveling up. It's got health. And as you gain levels and progress and fight robots... Aloy gets stronger. You see that happening. The numbers go up. Your abilities fill up. You can do more things. And this is very, very, all of these, I wouldn't necessarily call all these games that take these things RPGs, but they take RPG elements because RPG elements do a really good job of showcasing progress in a character. The numbers go up, and that feels good. It makes your lizard brain itch, and it like you just it makes you feel good you get that dopamine rush of seeing the numbers go up and we all love no the numbers go up we live in a capitalist society we all love to see big numbers right 
uh, I digress. This does not happen in Stray. A lot of the kind of triple A progression things that have been thrown into corporatized games are kind of tossed out the window, right? And like I said, there's a certain level of collecting items and solving puzzles and things like that to kind of make you feel like you're progressing. I mean, you do have a percentage to completion of the game to collect everything. So there is that. But a lot of these other RPG elements are kind of stripped away. There's no menu diving. There's no optimizing your character. There's no grinding for combat to level up. You don't start off as a weak cat and then turn into, you know, like a Super Saiyan cat that can kill everything. Uh, You know, except there is one part where you get like an ability to help you navigate a certain section of the game infested with what are called Zerks, which are kind of the main one of the main foes you'll face off against in Stray, one of the main threats. They're called Zerks. I won't go into any more in that because it's got story stuff to do. Um, but it's only given to you for a short amount of time and then taken away from you to, you know, as just an element to mix up the gameplay. You're not getting any stronger. You're not, your core abilities aren't changing. It's not like all of a sudden you can leap from like across the city as the cat and fly or do any crazy stuff like that. It's very much grounded in reality that this creature is a vulnerable small cat. And it does not change from the moment the game starts. I think ultimately that the lack of all of these different systems and all of these things that you see in bigger games, these menus, these overlying leveling systems, this sense of progression, I think that allows you to focus much more on this game's strengths, which is, first of all, the cat itself. Uh, the beautiful, stunning world. like it's, it's just absolutely gorgeous to look at. I mean, I would stop multiple times and there are multiple strategic points where you're up high. You can look out over the city. Absolutely looks fantastic. Uh, focus on that. The story, the soundtrack. Uh, overall, I feel like this just allows for a much more immersive experience. And I think that's the point. I think that's what they were going for. They knew building this that they just wanted this to be this adventure you got to experience without all of this clutter. And I think it works incredibly well. I knew I was going to enjoy it going in, but I think I was shocked as to just how much I really liked it. And I might even take a second playthrough of it. I was just, it's just, I mean, like I'm kind of at a loss for words about how much I enjoyed it and how much it connected with me. And I think that that was part of it too, because You know, this has kind of been a year of chaos and change for me personally, right? Having launched the show, got married, I'm in the middle of renovating my house. Now I'm going on this work trip, new job, and it's just kind of been a swirling hurricane of change this year for for a a lot of reasons. And especially trying to keep up in the video game space. In the video game space, we've been hammered so much this year by AAA titles, by just industry stuff. Elden Ring, Horizon, God of War, you know, just all this news about all these big corporate games. And it's just every day, it's just uh, this hype, this hunger, this fervor. And I found Stray to be this incredibly just calm spot in the middle of this, this storm of this year. I didn't have to worry about leveling up or optimizing my character, killing a monster and monster hunter a hundred times to get a piece that I needed to make armor to optimize my set. I could just get lost in the exploration of the world and enjoy playing the game as this cat. It just goes to show that not all games have to be super complicated. Not all games have to be these giant flowing adventures across worlds, across open maps. 
in these epic hundred hour games. They don't have to. Um, they're like Stray just had had none of the things that would normally distract me in a video game and normally cause me to want to just finish a game and be done with it. I enjoyed Horizon Forbidden West this year, but towards the end of it, I was just kind of feeling the same open world wear that I feel towards most open world games, with the exception of Breath of the Wild. And there's just when you just look at the map and there's just so many icons and so many things calling out for your attention and, you know, places to go and stuff like that. I think the simplistic beauty of Stray being a short experience and just stripping all that away and just allowing you to enjoy the world that has been specifically built and to just kind of discover the things that have been hidden there without markers or quests, things or people pointing you to go here, do that despite the fact that it's a linear game and it kind of shuffles you in the right direction the whole time was great. And it was something that I absolutely needed this year. And it's just one of those games that comes along that reminds me not only of how much I love games and the purpose of games, but also the purpose of this show, which is the memories and the stories around games and what they're really trying to tell us. In addition to the people, the people are pretty cool too. So that alone made Stray worth it for me. It's just an incredibly stripped back, incredibly relaxing experience that is simple but effective in its delivery. And the fact that all of these things reinforce the fact that you're a cat playing in this world and the game just commits to that really well is fantastic. If you've listened to any of my work over the last two years, whether it's side questing or this, you've heard me say that before. You've heard me say that a game can find one or two things that it does really well and just stick to that and it makes it a great game. Too many games get overbloated, which is so many things and so many systems that make me enjoy it less. But if your game does one or two things that are really, really good, it's going to make it a memorable game. And that's what Stray does. Knows what it wants to be. And I think it executes and delivers on that and provides an immersive world that is fun to explore and just fun to be a freaking cat. That's absolutely just blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. Definitely, definitely one of my favorite games this year. Will be in contention at the end of the year. Game of the Award, Game of the Awards. The Jeff Keighley Winter Pool Party. Uh, no, definitely be in contention for one of the games that I talk about uh, for my end of year celebration, hands down. It's, it's been, it was good. And I highly recommend anybody pick it up. I don't think it'll be for everybody. I don't think people that are very heavily invested in, maybe I'm not going to gatekeep. Why should I do that, right? That's not right. I, I think it's enjoyable. And I think you should definitely give it the time for the reasons that I said. and. I really appreciate that conversation that took place on Discord to kind of spark my thoughts on this. I think it was absolutely fantastic. Awesome character, cat, beautiful world, great story, soundtrack. The story, despite this game being about a cat, it's a very human story. It's got a lot of lessons for us that we can learn today that seem very relevant to the times. And I think that's very interesting what they're trying to tell us. Delivered through the vehicle of a cat. (laughs) So, yeah. 
I don't score games, but I wholeheartedly recommend playing Stray and experience it. It's not very long. It's five to six hours. There's an achievement for beating it in two hours, I think, which is nuts, but definitely doable if you just run through it. It's, you know, two to three nights of just sitting down and playing it a couple hours a night. Not that bad. And just see what you think. See if you felt the same things that I did about it. This isn't even going into the story, which is, like I said, a very human story and a very pertinent story for today's times. So go play it. Stray, out now. Absolutely fantastic. Like I said, this is going to be a shorter episode. If you liked my normal hour-length episodes, allow me to point you to the previous however many episodes are in the backlog, right? We're coming up at the end of July. Summer is flying by. 2022 is flying by. I can't believe this is already the 20th mainline episode. 22 if you count the One Kingdom Hearts and the intro episode, episode zero. But it's kind of crazy to think that it's gone by this fast. Absolutely nuts. Cool things are coming in August, in the next couple weeks. I've got some great guests lined up. I am fully planning. I know I think I said, I don't remember whose show I said it on. Maybe I, I might have said it on Still Loading. But uh, I wanted to have the first episode of Guiding Keys out at the end of July. That is not going to happen. Uh, probably going to have to push that into August sometimes. But that is going to be coming relatively soon. Some great guests. Uh, the reception of the Super Mario World episode was really cool. So we're definitely going to be doing some more kind of skit style episodes. I think that was really fun. Uh, and give me the ability to talk about some of my favorite games. Uh, and some other very cool projects in the works that I'm hoping I can tell you guys about soon. Uh, collaborations with other people, things that I'm involved with that I'm very excited to share with you uh, when the time is right. But yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Stray mini episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, you know where to find me. The socials are linked in the description of the episode if you want to interact with me on Twitter at the one true sire. Instagram at the unlockables pod. I am in a bunch of different discords. I don't have my own discord, but if you want to find me and you're kind of in our podcasting circle, I guarantee you can find me. I am in pixel project radios, discord tales from the backlogs, discord retro hangovers, discord secret levels, discord. I am in your friendly neighborhood gamers, discord good, bad and backlog discord. See it, it odds are you can find me play along discord intergalactic pinecone discord odds are you can find me and talk to me uh, most of my interactions do play take, take place on twitter just because that's kind of where the masses are so if you want to interact with me and just tell me about your experiences with stray or make fun of me for something else i don't care that's super cool you can do that too but uh like i said guys really appreciate it shorter episode and as i tell you all the time number one most important thing take care of yourselves